Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey. It is uh, Thursday, February 3rd. Yeah. We, we already determined <laughs> that. That's what we know for 2022. sure. 2022. Because if that matters, that it's February 3rd. Well, it it's, might. It's the day after Groundhog's Day. It matters That's, to somebody. That might be notable. <laughs> might be somebody's birthday. Yeah, six more weeks of winter, I guess, is, is that, what they is said. That Although, what Pugs Phil said? If you look at the uh, 10 day forecast for Central Oregon, I'm seeing 60s on the horizon. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw like low 50s. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's huh. it's exciting. It's awesome. It's yeah, it I like it. For sure. I think it was a few years ago. It was the last week of February. It dumped four feet overnight. <laughs> so I don't know if they're totally out of the woods yet. Yeah. You usually aren't. There's always more to come. But you, you kind of get lulled into a false sense of winter's over, and right. then here it comes. But anyway, yeah. it's been nice having some sunny days and all of that good stuff. That's yeah. been really nice. I mean, not for our drought conditions, but it's been really nice for winter. And not plowing. Yeah. Right. Making my days easier. I agree. Yeah. We're switching switching to an easier topic today. Uh, We've been hitting like, seems like kind of heavy duty. Yeah. Heavy topics. And and, uh, today we're just going to be talking about resources. Yeah. So. We're going to give you our our lists of influences and resources and all that good stuff. Because people have asked for it from time to time. And it's actually good for us to... Um, to actually let you guys know once in a while what we believe is worthwhile reading wise and listening to wise and I just said that wrong yeah. all that good stuff so yeah so yeah. anyway that's what we're going to do today we're going to talk about how we continue to educate ourselves and <laughs> increase uh, in our faith yeah so because we're students still just like you always so, yeah always anything exciting going on in your life so we need to talk about before we get Get jumping in, or any announcements, or anything. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, kind of just business as usual. There's nothing. There's nothing. Which is good. Yeah, like it's, it's good when there's nothing to talk about. So. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that works. So w- this is this is not table talk, right, Brent? This, this is one decent pastor, David. What What does that mean? What the heck is one decent pastor, Brent? So if you're if you're listening, we to were asked that last night yeah. by one of our deacons. If you're listening to the podcast, you, <laughs> you know it. who you are. Yeah, you hear it in the intro. If you're watching it on YouTube, you're probably confused because you're thinking this used to be called Table Talk, and we don't explain it on YouTube every time. So, um, yeah, we changed the name and we changed the format to include a podcast. And the reason we changed it from Table Talk was because there's just so many of them out there that are named that. And this, we wanted to find something that was unique and easy to find. Mm-hmm. And so we went with one decent pastor. <coughs> and last night, the <coughs> deacon was saying, well, there's three of you, though. And it's like, yeah, that's the, that's the joke, uh, so to speak. Uh, and it's also true. That right. Between the three of us, we make one decent pastor. So, right. yeah. Glad we cleared that up. That's, there yeah, you go. There so, Craig, go. now you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Craig. Yeah, Craig. We, uh, we may try to figure out how to get some kind of archive episodes of Table Talk into the One Decent Pastor podcast. We'll see if we can make that work. But, uh, cool. For now, this is, I think, episode number four, isn't it, of One Decent Pastor? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, somebody did ask if we could if we could uh, dump all the old episodes into the 
from Table Talk into the podcast, and we thought maybe we'll release them slowly as, you know, like a Tuesday archive version of, of something like this. We don't want to overwhelm anybody. No, we don't want to overwhelm anybody. <laughs> cool. Also tried to talk to our wives about coming on here with us to do an episode, and that didn't go well. Yeah, pray for that. No. Yeah. We're going to be... Pray for uh, my wife in, in particular. We get to do a, a little bit a of a... pretty hard no also. Oh, well, <laughs> is she? Yeah. All right. All right. We get to do a getaway coming up in a few weeks, and we're going to be going to the coast. Um, and our wives are going to go with us, and we won't be here for the table talk or the one decent pastor, you know, here. So we thought we'd do it at the beach. And then since our wives are with us, we thought what a cool opportunity to let people get to know our wives a little bit, and have them join us. But some of them weren't very excited <laughs> about that. So no. So we'll just talk about them while they're not there. Right. Just, that, that might that'll that'll teach. We'll do an episode. And if anybody knows them, like pressure them hard. Yeah. yeah. Or pray. <laughs> Help us out. You can pray too. I suppose yeah. that'd be good. <laughs> cool. I'll pray. All right. We'll start there. All right. Lord, we thank you for another uh, day of just enjoying your goodness and your approval and your grace on our lives. And thank you for the conversations that we get to come here and have. We pray that they're encouraging and edifying uh, for the body and for ourselves. And we pray the same for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. So this is going to be a resource dump. We're going to yeah. call it a dump because Brent likes the word dump. He used it <laughs> last week. And uh, we... <laughs> he, he used it last week? Yeah, yeah I said something. Yeah. I, said, I, I said something about... I didn't mean it that way. David Snickered, so then it sounded like that after it came out. When it came out, it just was what it was. We are, you know, your respectable pastors, but sometimes our inner three-year-old comes out. Right. Or third grader, I should say. 95% of the time, we're extremely proper. Yeah. We have a duty to uphold. 95% might be a stretch. (laughs) We have a duty to fulfill. Yeah. Anyway, this is going to be a resource dump. So um, we're going to be talking about basically you're answering the question, what are your pastors listening to or watching or reading? Because I don't know about you guys, but from time to time I'll get that question. Yeah, people ask, and I think there's a lot of really bad stuff out there that people seem to gravitate towards. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this today. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I, it surprises me sometimes when somebody will you know, send a a YouTube teacher or something, you know, hey, is it okay if I, you know, should I look, look to this as a good resource? And it's like, no, no, not even a little. They'll be like, you got to check this out. This is awesome. And you're just sitting the yeah. whole time cringing like, yeah. you know, what <laughs> how, how have I this? failed you? Exactly. <laughs> Probably exactly. worthwhile to say that um, regardless of who it is or what resource it is or what, you know, a ministry it is, you're always going to have something. You know that that maybe you don't agree with, right? And so what we're going to throw out there are things that we found to be just pretty reliable, pretty mm-hmm. solid. Yeah. Uh, of course, you're going to have you know. There's always a teacher out there. I mean, there, I can think of a few examples of people over the years that uh, maybe started out <laughs> solid, and they did something that was questionable, and then people just kind of trash them and, right. and and get rid of their entire work. Francis Chan comes to mind. It's a guy that I used to benefit from quite a bit. And then he said a yeah. couple weird things, and yeah. now we don't know what to do with them. Right. But I still have his books on my shelf. I do yeah, too. I do it, too. It, it doesn't yeah. mean that these guys are just you know yeah. not worthwhile anymore. Sure. Um, uh, Eugene Peterson was another one that yeah. towards the end mm-hmm. of his life he said some things that were like that's weird man yeah. but he also benefited <coughs> people he wrote but, a version mm-hmm. of the Bible that was weird he did <laughs> which I wouldn't necessarily recommend but uh, anyway so yeah we're just in general these are guys that you might hear a name thrown out and think well wait a second yeah. but we would deem these to be reliable yeah um, faithful right. and trustworthy there you in go. general so yeah but that's a good clarification yeah so um, I was Especially thinking about this last week as I was preparing for my second Thessalonians chapter one um, sermon, 
where Paul says at the beginning in verse 3, well, always to give thanks to God for you, speaking of the church there in Thessalonica, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. And so the question is, how does our faith grow abundantly? Let's just start there. And this is a, not really a spoiler. I'm going to preach on it Sunday. But <laughs> how does our faith grow abundantly? I think of yeah. Romans ten seventeen specifically. Of course, I already looked into this. But faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? right? And so it seems like that's the source and also uh, the way we're continually uh, matured and growing in the faith, right? right? Is, is by continuing to go to the word of God. We continue to be fed faith-wise and our faith expands. And, and so that's, that's really what this is about, the importance of this. That's why Bible studies are important. That's why sitting under good preaching is important. And it's also why just filling your head and your life in general, whether you're in the kitchen cooking something or you just have downtime, uh, you, you can redeem the time by watching something good or that has to do with the Word of God or listening to something. I, mine was, was driving. So yeah. uh, that's actually where I went to seminary was in my car. Right. And it was usually in my work car. Um, for years, I just uh, had jobs that had to do with driving all over the place every single day. And so I started downloading. At first, it was cassette tapes to age myself. Uh, stick those in there and and I would just listen like just just binge on uh, instead of Netflix I would binge on sermons mm -hmm. um, and that's where I ended up really really growing and maturing in my in my faith it was just by you know overdosing on the word of God so, yeah yeah so um, <clears throat> I did that too I had, a, I had a driving job for quite a while and same mm -hmm. thing that's that was that was my seminary to some extent yeah um, yeah just driving all over Central Oregon taking it in yeah for sure so so one reason why we're doing this we're talking about this today why it's important is what we already talked about um, there's a lot of uh, it's it keeps our faith clean to have good resources and to know you know people that are safe quote-unquote and solid to go to because there's a lot of caca out there when it comes to what people are <laughs> listening to and um, I would say the most accessible stuff the most popular stuff that that Christians gravitate to these days or find is not super solid. There's just a lot of fortune cookie Christianity floating around right. that people seem to be attracted with. So well, it kind of it ties into the the idea of what's filtered into the church. You know, a lot of the prosperity mindset, well, even though it may not be labeled as prosperity gospel, right. um, but people want stuff that's going to make them feel good. Yeah, and inspirational. Make, right. Inspirational. Feel good about themselves. Feel you know, build their self esteem up. Make them. So these are the kinds of things people a lot of times will will go to. Yeah. Or they'll try to find things that almost are, I would say, you know, the idea of better than the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to really take the time to get into the Word, but these things, you know, I'll listen to these people that say they hear from God, and mm -hmm. and, and it's it's like try to find things that are that are Bible based, yeah. that are Christ centered, and and that have good theology. That's right. how you're going to grow in your faith. Exactly. Uh, this other stuff's going to just, I don't know what it's going to do, but it it seems to just kind of spin Christians in a bad direction in my no. mind. So. Yeah. I totally agree when I when I meet when I first meet another Christian or pastor and I'm and I'm trying to get to know them as a person, this is almost my first question every time. Is who are your heroes or um, what kind of books do you read? Like theology-wise or Christian-wise. And that their answer tells me about 90% of what I need to know about their theology, their doctrine, right. their Christianity even. And I know that sounds horrible. <coughs> No, I do, the same, I do the same thing. It, it's, it tells you a lot. 
it tells you a lot. And sometimes yeah. you'll, the answer we get back, unfortunately, is like, I don't really have anybody that I, mm -hmm. and I don't really, I don't really. Which tells you a lot about their Christianity yeah, or their theology, really, too. I don't really look outside of any, you know. Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think a lot of what passes for good preaching is good communication. Yes. So we think if someone, you know, has some charisma or stage presence, can hold your attention, can captivate an audience, you know, that we, um, you know, tend to consider that good preaching mm -hmm. um, when it isn't always good preaching just because somebody is a good communicator or is funny right. or knows their history right. you know or whatever um, and so how, how would we how would we define like what would you how would you delineate between you know good communication versus good preaching mm -hmm. Brent <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, I think you want somebody that's that's actually going to go into the you know dig into the scriptures and, and, and pull out the right meaning. So exposition is really important. Um, but once you've exposited it, to be able to communicate that in a way that mm -hmm. that actually inspires people or um, excites people is yeah. important. There's a lot of really good preachers that are really boring to listen to, right. and and that's not always you know it still does the, the word of God will still have its impact and still do its you know what it does that which is the good news. Yeah. But if you can make it exciting and still really dive into good exposition and theology, that's kind of like yeah. chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the, the goodness coming together. Right. Which, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and I think, you know, like I, I just said this in my sermon on Sunday, you know, there's there's a style of preaching that, um, you know, there's try harder to be better type mm -hmm. preaching. There's preaching that, you know, like you do something for God, he'll do something for you. And and even if someone communicates those things in a good way or a way that holds your attention, you know, that neither of those are the message of the Bible, yeah. right? Yeah, I was I was thinking about, well, we were talking about this last week, um, sermons and even how they maybe parallel or relate to like a, a movie. And... Um, um, movies can be that way where the whole premise of the movie is um, great like it's written well and whatnot right. but it's just like the way that it's actually made and um, communicated is just boring as all get out you know which is kind of what you're saying it's really nice when you got a movie that's really well written mm -hmm. but also really well done when those two things come together it's it's pretty neat but yeah, um, but yeah I mean obviously if you don't have substance <coughs> if you just have someone that and I, I got one dude that just comes to mind immediately I, won't, I should say his name actually um, but I won't um, that's super popular and that's what it is is this dude is just so fiery to watch that people can't stop watching him but there's zero substance like there's nothing um, there's nothing well written about it at all it's it's just a dude that's entertaining to watch well and at the end of the day um, I, I think our all of our goal is um, to make much of Christ and, 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 you know, I don't want somebody to come up and say, you know, um, anything great about me at the end of it. I want them right. to say something great about Christ at the end of it. And, mm -hmm. and so it, there's a huge difference in that. Yeah. So hopefully whatever we're doing up there isn't to, you know, man, you're so, you're, you know, I, I hear that so oh, you're funny or you're, right. you know, whatever. It's like, I'd rather hear what a great savior than what a right. great sermon. Right. And, and that's the goal, you know, yeah. for yeah. all of us. I think for me, if, if I were to think about, you know, my, my favorite preachers that I listen to, that's the reason I listen to them is not because they're witty or they're sharp, although they might be, but you, yeah. know, you come away from their sermons thinking how great God is, not how great they are. Amen. Yeah. That's it. And, and that's, you know, I'm sure this is true for you guys too. We endeavor to do that mm -hmm. um, all of the time. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't see that in somebody, then maybe don't listen to them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a red flag. It is. And I think yeah. we just need to we do need we need to know that we need to see it as a red flag. I think sometimes we don't know how to discern that when we see it and we're just like, oh gosh, this is just good stuff without even realizing why it might be slightly weird. 
Well, yeah. it, it's weird because they're probably not pointing to Christ. Right? Yeah, right. they're pointing away, to themselves. If you walk away with yeah. that guy is awesome. Right. You know, well, right. You know, hopefully you're saying that God is awesome. Right. And exactly. there's a huge difference in those things. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just get childish with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chad, like your hero, like all time, if you had to pick one. I mean, besides yeah. Jesus. Right, let's, right, right. Let's yeah. Not try to act we don't too need the Sunday school answer yeah. here. <laughs> Um, probably the same thing that you, you guys are going to say. I'm going to know we're all big fans of, of Spurgeon, Ooh. right? We, we can always, you know, pull a Spurgeon quote, you know, that, that seems to, to fit what we're talking about, um, you know, as far as, you know, guys that are no longer with us. As far as guys that are with us, um, I would say hands down the most influential preacher in my life has been uh, probably John Piper. Um, you know, like, like Brent said, you know, there's, there's always, you know, things that, that maybe we're not going to line up fully with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody out there. Um, I thought you were going to say Keller. Well, he would be a close second. Would yeah. probably be Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those are two guys that, that I think make much of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Piper has a passion that comes through in the pulpit. Um, you know, that, that's just—it's hard to listen to him without getting fired up sure. about who God is. Yeah. Um, you know, Keller, I think, like he—he he understands humanity like nobody that I know, uh, and just has a way of like he's a super smart guy, but he kind of dumbs it down for all of us yeah. and, and makes you know the Word of God just super accessible. Um, you know, and those are two things that I endeavor to do in, in the way that I communicate. And, you know, I don't think I hold a candle to either of those guys. But, yeah. um, you know, those have been a couple of guys that have uh, had pretty large influence on me. Yeah, Keller's quite the anthropologist, yeah. biblically speaking. So, yeah. pretty, so, so those three names, if you didn't catch yeah. it. Spurgeon, Haddon. Keller, Piper. Spurgeon. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, you're going middle name? I was going to give the whole deal, but just yeah. Spurgeon's good enough for right. you guys. So, um, <laughs> and I think, I think we, we could give it away. Is that, That's yeah. definitely... That's, that's the guy, the, the preacher that I look at and go, there was nobody like him. And it was because yeah. of how big he made he made God right. um, and the way in which he communicated that, for sure. Yeah. There's an element in which, you know, if you're going to find a hero, um, it helps if they're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> because right. they, they can't, they <clears throat> can't do anything life. to disappoint you. or to. Sure. Um, but I would say in defense <laughs> of um, both Piper and Keller, who I would agree with, they're right at the top of my list as well. Um, that, you know, in recent years, it seems like people have really bagged on them for different things. And some of it just isn't merited. I don't know. Yeah, right. You know, some people come against Keller right now and say he's not preaching the gospel. And it's like, no, he's not preaching, like, an American gospel right. that we actually kind of kicked against as well. Right. And so people will say, oh, he's, he loves CRT or cr- critical race theory or he's supporting social justice. And it's, it's just not founded at all. Listen to what he says. and listen to, Don't listen to a snippet. Don't take a little right. portion of what they say and build... You know, don't buy into what a lot of, because you can find people on the internet that are just bagging on everybody and everything. These guys have been faithful for years and have preached a true, yeah. pure gospel for years. So just be careful with that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, and, yeah, and they've they said seem some humble, things. humble guys Very are humble. trying to build their own platforms, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's funny how the, the more we've talked about it before, the more conservative camp, kind of like where we would probably place ourselves. We can be easily the most critical right. to where we don't allow humans to actually be humans, meaning that they're going to say things once in a while that we right. disagree with or whatever. We we tend to trash them all in, in the reform circles or the, the conservative circles if someone doesn't agree with something that we've said. And yeah. we've seen that done with both those guys. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, there's three other guys that are kind of younger, probably not as well known, that have been kind of a big influence on me recently. And, and it would be Jared Wilson, hmm. um, yeah. Tony Merida, and Zach Eswine. Eswine. Uh, that's a good list. All three of them just um, seem to be humble, gospel-centered, and... and Human. 
Human, very human. You know, I mean, yeah. I love uh, Jared Wilson wrote a book called The Imperfect Disciple, mm -hmm. and it's uh, he just said this isn't going to be like your typical try harder, do better, you know, type of discipleship book, mm -hmm. and it's not. It's probably one of the most real, honest things you'll read, and and it impacted me in yeah. you know a pretty great way. So all three of those are you know. Maybe you haven't heard of those those folks, but they're yeah. all. Yeah. Um, well, probably the reason you haven't maybe not heard of them is that those are guys that are not trying to build a platform for mm -hmm. themselves either. No. You know, they're just out there preaching Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. S. Wine's definitely my alive guy that I love. Yeah. And, and Spurgeon, kind of my. You know, those are the two guys I just when I read them, it's just a little different to me. Like mm -hmm. I just connected. Well, it's interesting because S. Wine wrote a book about about Spurgeon. About Spurgeon. Spurgeon's sorrows. sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> and it talks about how Spurgeon had <laughs> suffered from depression. Yep. And, and uh, Zach Eswine, I think, also has struggled with some of that. And so this book is uh, kind of, a, for somebody that struggles with depression, I think, yeah. um, it's a pretty honest, open look about that. Yep. And uh, you, sometimes we feel like we're weirdos if we admit yeah. stuff like that. Right. But I, I appreciate these guys that are very much open about yep. who they are and what they deal with. Well, Eswine, when, you know, he's got a tough background. Yeah. You know what I mean? We went for a walk uh, on a walk with him once <laughs> and heard a little bit of his story. And I was blown away because I didn't know that about him when he was talking about, you know, a, a wife that left him and, you know, with some children. And just, it wasn't, you know, when you look at a pastor, it wasn't really the typical story. And it's like, right. this dude's been through some heavy, heavy stuff. And then, and then just to watch his life and what's coming out of it. Well, and what sustains him is obviously, you know, he's, he's clung to Christ. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's why, you know, it's just, it, yeah, he was... Yeah, he was fun to listen to. So we've we've already got some really good names here. Make sure that you either go back and listen to this or jot these down. Like these are people that you should go check out, yes. whether they've written something or done a podcast or have sermons out there. Like you should, you know. I mean, obviously Spurgeon doesn't, but are you going to um, give us your your list? Uh, well, you, I mean, I figured it would come out. So Sp <laughs> Spurgeon uh, for sure, S wine uh, for sure. I like this dude's always had an impact on me, but I think even more now that he's dead. Is, is Sprawl. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I love Sprawl. I'm a huge Piper fan. But um, Sprawl was just a stud, you know. I think when he was alive, it was easy to just say, oh, the dude's, you know, funny looking, has goofy hair, <laughs> get, you know, preaches kind of goofy. But um, like some of the some of the stuff he wrote, uh, I remember one of the first books I ever wrote or read back to back was Grace Unknown. And it, it was life changing. And then later on down the road, the holiness of God. <laughs> it was like, Life-changing again. Yeah. Like these are things that just like increase your faith. They're things that that grow your Christianity, um, you know, exponentially. So the dude was was very Christ-centered and full yeah. of full of the faith. Yeah. You mentioned jot these down, but I actually have um, these compiled. Well, believe it or not, cool. <laughs> I've actually created lists. So. Uh, we have one that's called recommended reading and one that's called recommended resources. There you go. And if you want either of those, uh, we can I can email those out to you or make them available somehow. So I think cool. we can include them in the show notes for the podcast. Wow, Ooh, like pretty techy here, but that'd be pretty cool. Uh, any other honorable mentions before we move on from your your fave your fave of faves? Um, you probably got to throw out uh, J.I. Packer and John Stott, a couple of guys yeah. that have had kind of far-reaching influence over you know. A generation of pastors for sure. and Christians, for sure. Yeah, cool. Mark, the, I Mark mean, there's Lloyd, a lot of Lloyd Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark mm -hmm. Devers, a, a, a you know a guy that I've always appreciated. He's been faithful. Yeah. Alistair Begg, another yeah. one that I appreciate. And, yeah. Um, Just simply for for the accent, listen to him. Yeah, and there, there's guys. <laughs> no, that are, he's there's guys that are we, we probably <laughs> wouldn't put on our recommended reading list that have been faithful faithful guys that have been doctrinally sound, but but maybe don't 
I want. I got somebody in mind. But we're too embarrassed too. to affiliate <laughs> with them. They just don't come across as very humble. They're kind of like yeah, there's yeah. a couple of them out there that are just the like self-appointed hall monitor type guys that go around right. just kind of telling everybody what what they're doing wrong. <laughs> Who's Brent talking about? Right? I'm not talking yeah. about anybody, dude. Yeah. I, I am. About. But anyway, <laughs> so be. if you notice somebody missing, maybe you can do the math and figure it out. Just because if you, you notice a very big name yeah. missing. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, you know, you mentioned Mark Dever. Like one of the things that I really appreciate about Dever and, and Jonathan Lehman and kind of the whole Nine Marks, you know, yeah. crew um, <clears throat> is that they're very charitable. Um, you know, I follow them in their online accounts, social media accounts, and, you know, <clears throat> they're targets for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And they're just very charitable in the way they handle disagreement yeah. and the way that they handle critique. Right. Um, I mean, I really appreciate the way they handle yeah. those hard, hard things like that. Yeah, there's some pastors even that we've known over the years that we like, uh, big names. Yeah. And, but they're, you know, they're kind of cynical, they're kind of uh, brash, they're kind of harsh. Sometimes it's, you know. They're free spirits. Yeah, you can very maybe, re rebellious. You, you can benefit from them, but maybe don't model yeah. your, you know, what you're doing after them. Because yeah, I would also say, by the way, that uh, the Western Seminary, mm -hmm. a lot of the guys from Western Seminary mm -hmm. that we know, uh, really, uh, most of the resources that are going to come out of there. Todd Miles. Todd Miles. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Gary Brashears. Um, yep. yep. Very good stuff. So, Gary Dozier was he a? Oh no, he wasn't. He was an Alistair Begg guy. Yeah. Never was, mind. Never mind. But uh, he's, he's going to be preaching he, here in a couple he, weeks. He's a good dude. Um, yeah. So we could even mention like Chandler. Is all right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one of the guys I was thinking David of. David Platt seems yeah. to be an all right dude. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You know, those are guys that are very, very passionate about what they do, and their passion comes through, and it's hard to not be inspired you know, yeah. by their passion. And, of course, very gospel-centered yeah. at the core. Michael Horton, another guy that I really like. Michael Horton. Oh, mm -hmm. now we're going into kind of a different, yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah, Horton's really, awesome, yeah, dude. Really like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. White Horse Inn um, yeah. and... Uh, Core Christianity or two of mm -hmm. the ministries he's a part of, mm -hmm. um, but very solid. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, how about movies or documentaries or anything like that that you think are worthwhile? I, I know we all saw one recently. It came <coughs> out, you know, in the last few years that we thought. The chosen. I, I think it's one of the best. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more of a documentary, like a, like a, a resource. Oh, but but movies are okay too. Gospel, yeah. yeah. I actually like The Chosen. I, I, well, I thought you were going to say that. that the, so The Chosen, we'll just tip our hand and say that a lot of the stuff that comes out, Christian movie-wise or, or, you know, that kind of stuff. Cheesy. It's kind of embarrassing and cheesy, yep. and a lot of it is sa just saturated with prosperity gospel. Yep. Yeah. So you'll watch these, these movies, and it's like, you know, their life's hard, but then they do this one thing, and all of a sudden everything works out perfectly for them. It's, they do for God, and God does That's for prosperity them. gospel. Yeah. You know, whether you realize it or not, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, yeah. like, I got a new truck, I got a promotion, my dog yeah. that ran away when I was yeah. a kid yeah. came back, everything's great now. Come it's to like, Jesus, and everything else will come to you. Yeah, yep. That's yep. That, those are not movies that I like, no. or they're so... And they're just not acted well. They're not usually made well, like what quality. They're just right. yeah. They're embarrassing to me. A lot of stuff that a non-Christian would watch, watch and just be, just yeah. wow. These guys really think that way or act. You know, they really think we are that way. Uh, some of the ones like God's Not Dead or, they, I mean, it's just like I know people love them and it's. I, I feel bad even mentioning it, but they're just. You're gonna like, get in trouble. You're gonna get hate mail over <laughs> just mentioning. But that. again, it's like just think about what a non-Christian is seeing yep. and the way we're, we just yeah. act. Think about it missionally. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're acting all smug, like you know. Well, it, it's right. like. They're rough for me. The Chosen, when it came out, um, I was ready to hate it. I was, like, prepared, and that's me being kind of cynical or whatever, but I just liked it. I was about to give up, and then there was – I was really worried because when Jesus is introduced <coughs> into any movie, you're always worried about how they're going to portray him. And, like – Surfer Jesus. That started mm -hmm. to happen in, in, that, in The Chosen the, when he started to show up, and I was just like, this is done pretty well. 
I was surprised. So, you yeah. know. I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm, I usually I'm don't do game on that one. Like, there's been yeah. a ton of movies made on Jesus and, and just like a gospel narrative, right? That are just horrible. And I, I kind of stay away just because it's the Bible. Like, you don't like seeing extra things in there. Like, I'll just pick it apart. Like, I put it under a microscope, I pick it apart. This one embellishes. It does. Right? And yet it's the first one, in my opinion, that's that can get away with it. Because they capture, I think, the heart of what you're, what we see when we read our gospel narratives. Like, somehow, yeah. they've... they've Got that magic and stuck it in a bottle where it just kind of captures the heart of it. I, and I it's only, done well. I think I only saw four episodes. So I didn't get through it. There were some that were Too free. Much wrong with you, bro. Well, they weren't free anymore. And I, didn't, I tried to watch <laughs> one on YouTube and it was just couldn't watch Two it. Two seasons? So. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. But anyway, I was surprised. But, but that's not what you were talking about. So mm-hmm. what was it? You were talking about American Gospel, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think to me, like, that's the single most important piece of like media that's come out. Like in a long time, as far as Christianity goes, just because of how it's done, yeah, and and what they're what they're talking about. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but it's like I everyone I see, it's like you need to go see this. You it's like it this. was three three and a half hours long, and I remember thinking I don't have time, and I couldn't stop watching it. I had yeah. to finish it, and I've watched it more than once yes. because it, it just really. There's times when it's a little slow and, sure. and moves a little awkwardly, but yeah. what they bring out in it um, is something I think yeah. every American Super Christian every should Christian watch. needs to. Yeah. Be forced yeah. to watch it yeah. and to take it in. Yeah, agreed. And then they had a second one that I still have not seen. So we saw the second one. We showed it to the young adult group. Okay. And um, so, like, still good, still needed, way more technical because you're talking more about uh, substitutionary atonement is what it's fighting for and kind okay. of the intricacies of the gospel that we understand and believe, which is kind of a lot of over a lot of people's heads and not yeah. necessary. But even the way it was done, so I love that stuff. Right, but even the way it was done, like the editing back and forth with the different people they were interviewing, there were times you didn't know if you were hearing from the good guy or the bad guy. The way they did it, like I know that sounds weird, no, I, but it was confusing. And those. I did because I'm familiar with these yeah. people. But the young, the, the 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 young adults, you know, most of them were like, I don't understand who's good and who's bad. And, no, we did that. Yeah. We watched one of those on a Friday night when we were way back doing boot camp. Yeah. And I remember people were confused, like, was, was I supposed to think that was right or wrong? Was that a good example or yeah. a bad example? They had no idea. Yeah. And I think people overestimate the, <laughs> the watchers sometimes. Yeah. yeah. What was that one? True. It was actually the Truth Project. So that's another one I wanted to mention. Yeah. So you can mention. But it's awesome. It's actually really good. Yeah, it's really well done. It kind of just, it really tackles the idea of worldview. I think Focus on the Family is the one who actually published it and put it out years ago. It's a guy named Del Tackett yeah. out of, um, I don't know, Colorado Springs, some seminary over there. And um, it's it's a worldview. Yeah. Uh, it's actually like if you took the entire course at a at a Bible college over like twelve <clears throat> weeks or something like that. That's what it is. It's like twelve different sessions. It's on DVD. Comes with a workbook. But like <clears throat> the way it's presented, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. We probably even have that one. We still. do. <coughs> we that we can loan out. We try to keep copies mm-hmm. of these uh, yeah. here at the church. Uh, some of those that we think are really good. Yeah. So that we can loan them out. And yeah. I think yeah. we have both of those that yeah. we just mentioned. So. And that one's more more world worldview. So, yeah. uh, you know, veritology, anthropology, theology, you know, ecclesiology, all that. It goes through all the. Yeah. What is truth? Who is yeah. man? Who is God? <laughs> yeah. All of these. things. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, what about more apologetic wise? I know there's some. Um, there's a lot of those out there, but there's some that are better than others. So, like unlocking the mysteries of life was. Mm-hmm was pretty cool, which now is so dated, it's so old, it's been out for so long, but it still is something that's hard to argue with the way that it's presented. And, uh, yeah, if you're a science nerd that really yeah. likes, you know, it really goes into the idea of um, 
uh, irreducible complexity. The mm -hmm. idea that if we have these organisms that are so complex that if you take one little thing out, they cease to work. Right. And so it, it argues for intelligent design, but it's not it's not trying to argue to believe Christianity. It's trying to get you to understand that there is a creator who yeah. made us. But they do it. Yeah. It's pretty convincing, and they've got scientists that have come over to the. Some of them become Christians, but some of them just realize there is a creator. Yeah. And so they look at DNA and these strands, and they just show how all of these things had to have had a designer. Yeah. It's yeah. done well. Yeah, some of the biologists aren't even really Christians, like you said, yeah. that are in this. They're just saying, look, it just, you know, Darwinian evolution simply does not work yeah. as, yeah. as far as what we know. Like, it's just. <clears throat> so. I don't follow a ton of apologetics people no. because, um, you know, I'm pretty convinced that. Throughout history, very few people have come to Christ as a result of losing an argument, and sure. it seems to be a lot of apologetics are just geared towards sure. you know arguing people down. Um, you know, I'm not saying that apologetics is bad or that we shouldn't you know consider mm -hmm. those things. It just seems to be that's what a lot of it yeah, is. For sure. Um, and I'll just go back and say like that's just where I appreciate Keller because he just speaks to the heart of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, without trying to, to um, you know demean people, without trying to make them lose an argument. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think he's been. A you great, don't think a that's fun? Resource. <laughs> oh, it's fun, <laughs> but not, fun. not for the right reasons, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> there was another uh, same uh, documentary type of a film that came out around the same time called The Privileged Planet. Mm -hmm. I, it's not as good as um, Unlocking the Mysteries of Life, but it was also very good. And the idea is, so the idea is that, that God has placed that. us in the in the cosmos in such a way <laughs> that we would know He exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not a mistake that, right. that we can see all the things we can see. Yeah. We, he's given us a vantage point, to, so we're the privileged yeah. planet to where we should know that nice. he is. It's really kind of so the actual cool. location of Earth, yeah. as opposed to you know the the universe yeah. around us, has given us the ideal platform to be able to be scientific and to know what we can know and see what we can see. Nice. It, it's really it's it's pretty cool the way that it's done. It's pretty neat. Um, how about um, podcasts? <clears throat> we all know what a podcast is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like what you're listening to right now. For, um, for apologetics, oh, yeah, can I mention it. just a couple of books? No. no. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norm Geisler, I don't have enough. Or, yeah, I don't have enough faith to be an yeah. atheist. Is, is a really it's good, good one. Um, the case for Christ. There's a yeah. there's a video and a book. And uh, that was evidence the, the demands a verdict. Evidence demands a yeah. verdict. That's Josh, Josh McDowell. McDowell. Yep. Um, the reason for God by Tim Keller mm -hmm. is a good one. Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis. Yep. Uh, there, there's other. There, there are several other ones, but those will just kind of give you. A, yeah. Um, if you're looking for some answers, I think it's important for us to know why we believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we'll win an argument and right. convince somebody to come to Christ. But when somebody comes with questions, these are books that will help you to just exactly. know. You know, well, why, again, they, why I can stand firm in my faith. Yes. Right. So, and that's the point, yeah. is that we're, we're finding things that, that feed our faith and that strengthen our faith and encourage us in our faith. And yeah. these are all things that, that, do, that will do that. Yeah. So. Okay. So all right. Podcasts. podcasts. Podcasts are a big deal these days. They're big business, man. Well, there's one out there <laughs> that called One Decent Pastor that is just, the just changing, in the world. It's changing the world. I haven't found anything <laughs> that even comes close to that. I don't disagree with anything they say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those guys are rad. <laughs> Super solid, bro. <laughs> we have a chart, and what needs a pastor is at the top of our chart. Yeah. <laughs> it's but a chart topping podcast. Yeah. But seriously, bro. Yeah. So, so you said the other week we were talking about that you don't actually, you don't have a ton, or now that you're walking, you do, I guess. I started, like, I have a list of these podcasts I want to pay attention to, but if I'm sitting at my desk trying to do things and I throw a podcast on, I can do one thing at a time, mm -hmm. and I can listen to something, or I can be, you know, doing emails and answering things. Yeah. I can't do both. So I've learned that if I want to listen to a podcast, I have to be driving or I have to be walking, and I've been trying to walk every day 
There you go. So I've been Perfect. throwing on a podcast and, and walking, and that's been going well. And nice. I've been listening yeah. to uh, a very popular one right now called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill mm-hmm. that I would recommend that anybody watch. I would just say it, it kind of tells the story of uh, Mars Hill, Mark Driscoll. Um, you know, he's a guy that messed up, there's no question, but he's a guy that actually started out doing some pretty good things, and, and he actually made an impact on, I know he made an impact on us, I don't mm-hmm. know if he did, you know. Definitely. Back um, in the day, yeah. He, he was one of the first guys that I ever kind of resonated with, you know, he came into the pulpit and he talked in a normal way, sometimes <laughs> a little too normal. Yeah, too normal. A little too normal, <laughs> but, um, but it was Speak like, plainly. you can do this, you can be a pastor and just be yourself. Yeah. And, um, and that didn't always work out well for him, no. but but it was kind of refreshing. <laughs> and and refreshing. he made a kind yeah. of a big deal about God and, right. and, and uh, about family and about some of these things that were. But then it got too big, and he, yeah. his head got too big, and it kind of crashed. And this kind of tells the story of that. Yeah. One of the things I would just point out, and the reason I'm liking it so much, is it reinforces the model that we have and yes. why we do what we do as far as having <clears throat> co-equal pastors yes. and the importance of having these checks and balances. And even the idea of, would you even say, our model of, Church growth, it, yes. like out rather than up. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if we're constantly trying to go up, you, you will build something eventually that yeah. will be big enough to bite your head off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's fascinating. It just it goes through the history of how mega churches came to be mm-hmm. and, and the dangers of, of some of these things. I'm just, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So It's done really well, too. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier, just the way yeah. that, it, that it's done. Is, I'm like is, three episodes in right now, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Very yeah, good. nice. So. Yeah. So if you're not used to podcasts, put like stick this in your tool belt because it's like a really good way. Again, if you're t- if you're taking a walk, it's it's a it's a extremely good companion for you know to take a walk with. If you're in the kitchen, you know cooking a meal, ladies getting dinner prepared, it's a good way to be in the kitchen cooking a meal. Like a, a podcast can run in the background while you're doing something else, and you it's it's a good way to fill your head with good stuff. And there's a lot of really good podcasts. Yeah, Chad, what do you, what do you down with with podcasts. I mean, um, you didn't really an- answer all yours, but keep going. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Jerry Wilson. He has a podcast called For the Church yeah. um, that I find to be pretty helpful. Um, but probably my, my two favorite podcasts uh, are uh, Mark Dever, Jonathan Lehman. They do one called Pastors Talk, and it's more geared you know towards pastors, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus you know non-pastors. But but I think mm-hmm. anybody would find it you know pretty useful. Uh, and then they also do one called Bible Talk, uh, where they just unpack Scripture uh, in a way that's super helpful. Um, you know, super practical, easy to understand, accessible, um, and, and sort of like that. You know, listen to Piper and Keller on podcast as well. But um, yeah, probably those. You know, pastors talk and, and Bible talk are probably my two two favorite. Mostly podcasts. while you're driving. Yeah, generally. No. What about you? One decent pastor's first online. <laughs> I think it's like the the most recent one I subscribed to. Um, this one's polarizing. Brent's gonna probably poo poo me for even saying it. Uh, Wretched Radio. Oh. Um, I have it on my list, David. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should I should let you finish your list. No, it's okay. Because I okay. Keep going. So, Wretched Radio <laughs> is extremely informational. Um, it's actually done well, even though the guy can be snarky sometimes yeah. and a little bit just annoying sometimes. He's also a very good communicator, and he communicates things that need to be communicated really well. I agree. And yeah. Um, so Wretched Radio has been like a big one. And you'll know once you start hearing the guy that he, he was a, a radio voice in his former life before he knew the Lord and also a tel- like an anchorman, I guess, like a television guy. And you can tell by the way that he's even set up this whole thing. Like it's done with that kind of a, I don't know. He's not real humble, but he's, <laughs> but he's, but he's accurate. <laughs> but, but there's this other, so, so like. He's not, I like him. He's not real <laughs> humble. Yeah. But like there's this other part of him that is extremely 
like noteworthy, which yeah. is that the dude does try to live out everything that yeah. he preaches. So you will find him every Wednesday. They do an episode called Wretched Wednesdays where they go on campus of local colleges and stuff. And he just shares, he actually goes out and evangelizes, has conversations and shares the gospel with people. He gets ripped up, homie. Sometimes you're just like in the car, like just like, oh my gosh, you want to turn it off because the dude's just <laughs> getting eaten up by people. And every week he does it because he believes that that's why the church is on earth, is that we're to be out doing yeah. evangelism, even in the, in the face of hostility and all the things that come with it. And he demonstrates it. And he, he tends it. to be on the cutting edge of things that are going on in the church, and, it's, and he does. you know, which I appreciate. So yeah. even when the stuff was happening with COVID and masks early on, he did yeah. some pretty helpful, I think, fair, you know, yes, balanced I kind agree. of um, talks on these. And so he's been helpful to me. I and think. that's where it's an informational podcast is because it's very current event driven as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's very biblical, but a very current event. Yeah. Also, like what the, you know, how the headlines of the day relate to us mm -hmm. as Christians. Um, Al Mohler, obviously, same type stuff. Yeah. Um, he's kind of in that same vein where it's informational but current, as far as um, current events going on. He's he keeps he's hip on that. Food trucks in Babylon, I've oh, enjoyed. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, which is out of Western Seminary. Um, who is it? Ryan Lister. Yeah, and Todd um, Miles. And Todd Miles. Mm -hmm. um, for the church, you guys already mentioned. Um, uh, mortification of spin is. It's an acquired taste. Um, it's it's three people who sit around and just talk about you know different subjects. That sounds horrible. It's a great name though, is it not? <laughs> it's it a, a great name. name. <laughs> um, and then of course fifteen seventeen you mentioned podcasts. They they have a whole branch of other podcasts. Um, right. And so one of them's like thirty minutes in the Old Testament, which is rad. Thirty minutes in the New Testament's a separate one. So I have both those downloaded, so I can go get my Old Testament in thirty minutes or my New Testament in thirty mm -hmm. minutes. And they just go through a book. Chad Bird is, is the Chad guy Bird, that, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Up. He's a good another good a good guy. Yeah. Ask Pastor John, I really like. So oh, that, John yeah, John Piper, and these are just little snippet questions. Mm -hmm. He comes on, and in about 10, 15 minutes, he answers that Bible question. And so it's like really short, uh, really bite size. But like, you know, always biblical, super insightful. A cool thing to note about just Desiring God and Piper's ministry is that they always have transcripts of everything too. So if you don't have time to listen to something yeah, or watch read. a video, you can read it as well. So they just try to make all their stuff pretty accessible in multiple formats. Yeah. Thinking Fellows, of course, which comes out of 1517. Oh. So it's a bunch of the old guys with the 1517 network. And of course they have like a, like a, like a, a pipe, a tobacco pipe on as their graphic. Yeah. And so like hmm. that. They had me sold. right there. Yeah, sold. So these dudes know what they're talking about. Uh, Church Planner Podcast was one I used to listen to. Peyton Jones does that one, you know, New Breed um, Church plan. I mean, I can go on and on. I have, like, a ton of them. I don't listen to all these, like, every day, obviously, but I have a lot of options that I can cycle. There's a lot of good ones out there is my point. Yeah. Gospel Coalition has a good one out well, I, there. I don't know. They, they, I mean, actually have a podcast as well. Yeah. Right so it's a, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a website, though, that you can go yeah. to for resources. It's mm -hmm. a great website with tons of you can find articles about just about anything or uh, videos different things and i would say there that's keller's involved or started that I yeah believe. he was one of the co-founders uh, co uh, don carson and tim keller yeah don founders. carson's another guy yeah da carson I, yeah he's he's harder for me because he doesn't dumb it down as much as keller right, does no. but he's a canadian theologian fascinating didn't, didn't yeah. we see da carson over at western yeah yeah yeah, he's good. Also, the White Horse Inn has a podcast that is yes. uh, Michael Horton and those guys. Yes, that, that, uh, I also think it's excellent. Good. And that, then another one, one is Apologia. Yeah. Um, that's Jeff Durbin it and uh, Dr. James White. Mm -hmm. um, 
and a lot of good stuff on that that I found. Yeah. So. Yeah, apology is good mm-hmm. too, for yeah. sure. Uh, we're, I didn't realize we were almost out of time. <laughs> no. um, so let's let's. We get so excited about this. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you can tell. Uh, we, we got a thumbs up and four viewers. I think we're good to go for a while. Okay. Here. Well, uh, <laughs> let's move to commentary. So um, I know that this is where it might get a little different between um, resources for congregants and resources for pastors, but I don't think so. Like I think these things are helpful for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to open up their Bible and go deeper into their Bible. Um, do you have Do you have any Chad that just are your go-tos commentary-wise. Yeah, um, you know, there, there are some commentary, like you can get a 700-page commentary that, you know, parses the language and, you know, unpacks the history and the context and all these things, and, and that can be helpful. Yeah. But there are also commentaries that are much more, you know, accessible not only for pastors, but, you know, for people who aren't pastors as well. And so probably one of my go-tos is the Christ-Centered Exposition series. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because, um, you know, they're always on sale on Kindle. Like I went digital with my books a long time ago. And so, you know, you can get them, you know, sometimes for two or three bucks, you know, and I'm kind of a sucker for a $2 Kindle book. Um, And so I've got, you know, that in my my digital library. But also, um, you know, they're they're not super in-depth at all, um, but they are super accessible. And Mm -hmm. so so that's kind of a go-to for me because of that. Um, There's the Preaching the Word commentary series, same kind of thing. You know, I've got digital copies of of a lot of those, super accessible. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the message of, you know, Philem, you know, the message of James, the message of Ecclesiastes. Um, again, pretty accessible, um, available digitally as well as hard copy. Um, and so those are just a few a few of my go-tos. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I kind of treat, you know, the Desiring God website as somewhat of a commentary just because there are transcripts of, you know, every sermon Piper has ever preached. And so that's kind of a go-to cool. uh, for me too when I'm looking for something to read. Nice. I would say that. Um, so there's, there's series that um, cover... Pretty much all the books of the Bible. Uh, my favorite one that I is Pillar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pillar, yeah, I think, is, is the the best one for me. I just really like that one a lot. I like the people that are involved in it. I like the way they do it. It's it's something you can understand and access pretty well. Uh, so that would be. But then there's when you get to individual books, there's all kinds of you know different ones. Right. So yeah. you know, like right now we're in Thessalonians, and I'm looking at Grant Os- Osborne and yeah. G.K. Beale and Gordon Fee, and so it just kind of depends on what you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. But the other thing that you can you can do is there's a couple of um, study helps on online that are uh, like Bible software that's free. So there's one that's called eSword that's a free download and it comes with commentaries, Bible versions. I was going to talk about mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and so you'll, you'll be able to get like a lot of decent, you know, well-known commentaries that are like yeah. a lot of them are older. They're free. Yeah. So it's just it's like Jameson Fawcett and Brown on there. Yeah. Matthew Henry and some. some of those. Yeah. Some, of them are, some of them I like, some of them I don't. But um, but they're really good resources if you want to just study the Bible. Blue, Blue sure. Letter Bible is another one. There's a Logos has a free mm-hmm. version. There's an expensive version too. Right. But there's a free <laughs> version. Um, so, so those are kind of helpful sometimes, and uh, Bible.org has a lot of good, um, uh, you know, same, same type of thing where you can, if you have a book you want to look at or a passage, um, and then w- another one that's really helpful that I send people to a lot is called gotquestions.org, yep. and uh, if you, and they're, they're, they're dispensational, they're pre-trib rapture, you know, we just tipped our hand on that recently, so, you know, you'll go there and you'll, they'll have that bent, yeah. but otherwise, theologically, right on board with them. Is that possible? Generally. Well, not everything, but most of it, it's like mm-hmm. pretty solid. Every time I go there and look, it seems solid. So yeah. if you have a question about something, that's a great place to go um, cool. to get an answer. So. I'm going to piggyback on, on that just as far as online resources. If you uh, subscribe to uh, ESV.org for $4 a month, um, you know, that's our, our preferred uh, translation is the ESV. Uh, along with that $4 a month subscription comes the preaching of the word commentaries. Yeah. Part okay. of that. It's part of that. So that's a cool resource. I need to do that. 
there's a couple of commentaries that come with the preaching the word and there's another one there's several of them but it gives you all the different versions of the ESV um, yeah, it's, it's pretty you get good. the study Bible with the study notes yeah. and so on, things like that let's just go here then since we're late um, on that note if there's a couple of like um, like tools like study helps that you could suggest for just the, the basic everyday Christian wanting to get in the commentary more. list I was trying to get <laughs> out of it dude because I'm embarrassed like I don't I read I go to commentaries less now than I ever have sure. I'm not a big commentary guy I do agree that a lot of it depends on the book you're in rather than just a series or, or a you know uh, uh, all the way through the Bible um, one guy because one guy could be really good in a book and then yeah. not real great sure. in another book as far I mean that's according to me obviously but um, as far as the exposition so yeah I think I think really it kind of depends on what book you're in and, and looking at to, yeah. to who you're gonna find this is gonna sound super silly but it's just true I think over the years more than anywhere else that I've gone to with commentaries has been J. Vernon McGee's through the through the word yeah. um, I, like I, it's it's not scholarly it's not heady I absolutely love it every time I go I'm blessed I'm encouraged in the faith um, the dude just t tickles me. Uh, just yeah, he, I, I love it, and I found that at a dump, uh, in the dump in the mud. The whole the whole volume, uh, like I don't know, 20 years ago, just weird. And I think I've gone there more than anywhere else. But I do like I do like certain helps. Like um, uh, Herbert Lockyer has like a whole set um, that's not on specific books, but he'll have one book called like All the Sayings of Jesus or um, all the men in the Bible or all the prayers in the Bible and so you can I find myself going to something like that I think more than just a commentary mm -hmm. uh, depending on what I'm I'm pulling out of you know whatever book I'm in so yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm horrible when it comes to commentary <laughs> I have a gazillion of them at home but I none of them have really been like something that I will just go to over and over again other than like McGee's you know I like I just I don't know I always get something out of it so I have um, a set but it didn't come out of the dump Oh. So maybe that's why I don't look at it as much. There you go. I don't value it the same You didn't way. have to work for yeah. it, bro. I had to work for it. It was given to me. It was raining that day. Three feet of mud and garbage, <laughs> refuse. And I, and I went tra I went trampling through there in this storm. There's one over there. There's one over there. And people were just like, what's this dude doing? And I came back with the whole set. I think the rules of the dump are that you're supposed to drop I did stuff not, off. I did not know that. But I don't think stuff. you're supposed to take I didn't stuff know you couldn't <laughs> recover things from the dump at that time. I seriously didn't. And that's why everyone was staring at me like, what's this dude doing right now? I also got Matthew Henry's full volume set out of there. Like so, like someone cleaned out their mom and dad's attic when they died. Just started choking and there And it became my treasure, man. That's that funny. It was cool. <laughs> um, basic tools. We'll end with this uh, for people just wanting to read their Bible more. Uh, in a more robust way, get more out of it. What are just the basic minimum tools that every Christian should have or, you know, to assist them? Helpful. There's uh, um, various Bible apps out there that you can download on your phone, and I'm sure we all have our favorites, but, you know, most of them come with reading plans. You know, if you need some help to kind of keep on your daily reading schedule or whatever, uh, it's super helpful. Um, you know, ESV.org, I already, already mentioned that, but that's, um, you know, that's a helpful one. There's even features on that where you can take notes on passages of Scripture and keep your notes there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kindle, I went to Kindle Books a long time ago, and you can uh, put your Kindle Books into collections. Mm -hmm. So basically you kind of categorize your Kindle Books. And so, you know, I've got various, you know, collection on, you know, books about prayer, books about, you know, leadership, books about evangelism, you know, where you can kind of group them all together. So if you have a particular topic that you want to do a deep dive into, 
um, you know, those are things that work for me. Yeah, if you if you're if you need to have hard copy books, like I know you prefer to have something that you can hold on to. Um, you know, you want a good concordance. Mm -hmm. um, that's that just gives you like if you wanted to look up uh, how this word is used everywhere in the Bible or, or search kind of the meanings of words in the Greek and the Hebrew. That's a really good resource to have. Um, there's like the vines is a is a great one right. to have. Um, uh, stuff like uh, Robertson's word pictures or Vincent word studies. Those are good kind of you know uh, international. What's I I I B I encyclopedia ISBN yeah I can't remember what it stands for but there's a you know a Bible encyclopedia but I would just steer you towards go to eSword it's a, it's an online you know Bible app and it has all of that stuff all so of it in one place it's all in one and place to where you know it's got different versions it's all free it really yeah. is you it's know I've got, I've got the expensive version of Logos and I find myself going back to eSword well and the amazing thing is it's super primitive like it, yeah eSword came out I want to say in the mid 90s. Probably. Maybe even the early 90s. Like, it hasn't changed much. And it hasn't changed much. And these guys just, it's its just a, a helpful You tool. open it, there's like just yeah. a little box flashing there. Not really, it's not that old. You can add boxes <laughs> yeah. by pushing a button. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird, man. Um, but it's great. And it I agree. I go to that. If I'm going to something digitally, I go to that yeah. help more than anything else. I don't. You guys got the log, the logos once, which is like the cutting edge one, and I, ne I never found myself. Going I, to I've tried to use the free version of that. And I, I just, <laughs> it's pretty not convoluted. It's just not. Yeah. You know, doesn't work for me. Blue I didn't even know Blue, they had a free yeah, version. Blue Letter yeah. Bible's another one I already mentioned, but that's yeah. got that's an online kind of thing. Yeah. Same it's been kind of idea, for a while. Yeah. and it's been around for a long time. And it's, yeah. there's a lot of information there, but uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I agree. I was thinking um, um, sometimes it's good to have a study Bible. Um, and the ESV one, for many reasons, is a good one. Uh, but one of the reasons is because the notes are compiled by a, a committee. It's a, it's a collaboration of guys that are biblical that come together to agree on that. A lot of times, um, you'll just have one dude writing down his opinions and his right. exposition of Scripture. And I think that's a lot of times where people actually get stuck. Um, I know that can be helpful, but um, the ESV one is safer, in my opinion, because you, you've got a bunch of people speaking into the notes that you have there. Uh, exhaustive concordance, can't go wrong with that. I've worn mine out over the years. Um, a systematic theology book is good, too. Yeah. So uh, we prefer Grudem's, but there's, there's quite a few actual good ones out there that just helps give you a good overview of the essentials of the Christian faith. Um, yeah, there's also um, uh, there's a concise, there's a big like systematic theology by Grudem, and then there's a concise theology that's much smaller. Yeah, that are both really good. Yeah, Christian um, beliefs. Is yeah, J.I. Packer has one. It's uh, it's the same kind of thing. Concise mm -hmm. theology. There's several of them that are out there, but yeah, um, yep, yeah. And yeah. then the last thing I would say, get a good clean Bible. And what I mean by clean is no no study notes, just scripture, um, and and pray, <laughs> and um, and just meditate on what's being said. Don't even take too much. Just take a verse, couple verses at a time, depending on where you're at, yeah. and um, and let you know, let the Lord do business with you on it. So we talked about this, uh, or I talked about it a couple of Sundays ago. If 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 you come in with a preconceived idea of something, and you read that first, that's what you'll see. Yep. Right. And and so, kind of getting away from that, you know, commentaries can be helpful to come to after the fact if you're not sure what something means. You've read it, you prayed about it, you've thought about it, but now you're stuck. Then looking at a few different, you know, sometimes yep. reading a few different versions is helpful, even in, in a situation like yep. that. You know, reliable versions. So but, a parallel yeah, Bible can even parallel be Bible is great for yep. that. And Esword has that kind of thing too, yep. where you can read, you know, four or five different mm -hmm. translations. But then go to a, a commentary or another source to try to figure something out helps. Yep. You know, going in that order. Yep. Yep. So that, I like the same thing. My Bible, I don't have a study Bible yep. that I use. I just yep. it just has the text. Yep. I was meeting with a guy 
the other week and we were we were talking about a, a discrepancy that we had in a certain doctrine and we were talking about that and I, I pulled out my Bible and was just reading him something and he was looking at it and then afterward he and emailed me and he goes like where'd you get that bible it's like dude it's just a clean bible like, yeah. that, and that's what he liked it he's like i need a bible with no study notes or anything like that and i was like i agree yeah so like ha- have a clean bible and then just you know rely on the lord to uh, to walk you through and guide you in yeah. what you're reading well, we were talking the other day like, like none of us start with commentaries in our bible study um and and none of us like it's not just for when we're stuck that we go to the commentaries but you know we'll do our own study and maybe use the commentaries, you know, to kind of make sure that we're not off the rails on, you know, what we've True. come up with and, right. and use them to, um, you know, make sure that we're you know, going down the right track or whatever so they can be useful, yeah. useful tools. Make sure way. we're not coming up with something new. Right. Right. I would just say, kind of lastly, maybe, yeah. um, if you are stuck, if you have questions about something, if you have a concern about, uh, uh, you know, an author or a teacher out there, we're available and we would love to chime in. I get, I do get emails and texts throughout yep. the week saying, hey, is this, you know, is this person reliable? And if I don't know, I'll try to look into it and find out. Um, sometimes you can tell by what school they've been to or you can, I can, we can do some studies. Prince a master out. investigator. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually enjoy it. And I, we want to steer you towards good, good theology. Yeah. And so, you know, we really do. If you have questions about something, whether it's a, you know, a topic or whatever, we're available and we want to be able to help you. And we'll point you to these resources. Again, you know, there's tons of good stuff there's out there. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot there. of really bad yeah. stuff out there too. Yeah. So there's five could, times as much garbage, yes. but there is a lot of good stuff if you know yeah. where to look. Right. And we're happy to help, help navigate you through that For stuff. For sure, so. yeah. Um, also, if you have any questions that just have to do with anything Bible or whatever, make sure you send them in and we will tackle that right here on one decent pastor. Next week, it sounds like we're going to be talking about uh, marriage and divorce. So no, we're not. That's the topic. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I said I was going to do it. And that, that was a, uh, a listener uh, yeah. submitted uh, topic. Yep. We'll so, see. We'll, we'll see. see. No, <laughs> All right. What do you guys pray so? Or not. Don't make me, make me pick. <laughs> All right, Lord, thanks so much that, uh, that there's just a, uh, so many opportunities for us to learn more about you. Uh, thank you for for these men and women who've gone before us, uh, who've put in the time and and, uh, and and written this stuff down so that we can benefit from it. Lord, what a gift! So, help us to have wisdom as we uh, look into these things, and and I pray that as a church we would desire to know you more and to make much of Jesus Christ. And so, um, give us the ability to to parse through these things well, and um, just give us a passion to to dig in more and to learn more about you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.